everybody, you're listening to Caliente Girls here on Dash Radio. It's your favorite girl, Callie Alley. We got an amazing show ahead of you. Monday through Friday, we always got the hottest music with the best upcoming artists and best well-known artists. We just got good music for y'all. All listening to the Caliente Girls. Pop, Latin, EDM, oldies, unsigned artists, and rock. Don't stop. Mix it up. Caliente Girls on Dash. Dash. Standing in line to see the show tonight and there's a light on. Heavy glow. By the way, I tried to say I'd be there. Waiting for. Tears rolling out your eyes 
just wait for better days Wait for better days They're on their way Not too far away yeah. You're feeling fed up Good every right to be Mainstream artist oh on Dash Radio Dash. Discover. Press play. Going E and a 45. Tucked out open sky. I got a feeling I don't feel alright. But if you call, turn this thing around. If you want me back, you know I'm down. If you call, turn this thing Something right, what do you do? Oh, get up in my car and drive 
craziness and chaos that's been going on thank you for being here i want to introduce moreau hey guys <laughs> how are you feeling today i'm good just um you know living the dream yeah yeah made a little career change for like the eighth time in my life eight time yeah. eight's my lucky number mm. what do you think this is the the one i don't think so no another no. change you think eventually i mean yeah, if, if uh, history is any indication, then yeah, this is probably like, you know, yeah. it's not going to be the last. But um, yeah, I just made some big moves. I kind of dropped out of school. Technically, yes. I took a leave of absence, but <laughs> the way things are going, I don't think I'm going to go back. I'm like, I'm already set in my ways. Do you need me to get you a doctor's note? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it might help. Actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just in case. Yeah. We'll, we'll get one. Okay. I mean, you've been making music for over 10 years. Yeah. So I feel like music is definitely your outlet. Definitely. I never thought I could make money doing it, though. Really? I mean, if you look at, you yeah. know, how hard it is to be an artist, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it starts with the passion, right? And then mm-hmm. the money comes later? You hope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, like I've been doing it for 10 years, like under the same artist name. And um, it, I didn't start making money until like a year or two ago. Yeah. And even then it wasn't a whole lot. Not enough to sustain a life, especially in LA. But now um, I got super lucky. You know? yeah. yeah. I mean, The Perfect Girl, that song is just all over TikTok. Yeah. It simply went viral. How essential is it to get feedback regarding your music what do you mean feedback like as far as hearing people talk about your music or just even playing it on a tiktok video you mean like um like getting feedback like how how important is that to like keep 
keep going and like keep making music um i guess it's very important like um i didn't list my music on like spotify or apple music or anything up until 2019 um i thought it would li- i thought like it sucked i thought no one was gonna like it whatever yeah. um but then my friend uh he saw someone else posted on like a facebook page like a famous like post-punk facebook page and i saw how many likes and like comments and shares it was getting right. and that kind of inspired me to like yeah. okay like take you know take this next step yeah. so to answer your question uh, it's very <laughs> <laughs> some people don't like like to hear feedback I don't know, people get nervous or they think it might influence their decision making per se, um, but yeah. some people I feel like it's fuel to their artistry. Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. I think when you're starting out, it's really hard to show your songs to people, right. especially if it's like your friends and your family, because you know they're going to say like, oh yeah, it's really good, oh, you know, like it's, it's cool, I like it. Right. Um, and at least for myself, I didn't believe anybody early yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, it maybe took me like two three years to gain the confidence of like showing my music and like really believing that people like it uh i think for myself at least i didn't show i didn't share my music with like a lot of friends and family early on um but i would just post it online and try to get like strangers reactions yeah i think that's the best way because they have nothing to lose by being honest with you Mm -hmm. friends are kind of like they'll sugarcoat or they'll just be a hater so it's like never like completely the truth unless you have like some solid day ones yeah that are just blunt about everything what has been the most like pinch me moment that you've had pinch me moment i think when i so i sent my song to my lawyer because the thing is the song is like it's an interpolation it's kind of a cover i mean the thing is like the lyrics are from a cure song mm-hmm. um so when i first started making it i thought it was going to be a cover but the the beat is like completely different like the tone everything's different yeah. so it's not quite a cover um i think it's more of an interpolation at least that's what my lawyer was trying to do. <laughs> uh, but uh so he showed it to one of his clients was the drummer for the cure uh his name wow. is Lowell tallhurst and he sent it to him and he, he had like a lot of nice things to say so yeah that really cool. that's definitely a pinch me moment yeah. <laughs> and um i guess they sent it to the cure to see like you know of course um if you know everything was kosher and uh, apparently robert smith was like yeah i don't really care about money or anything as long as i like the song like it's fine so uh he liked it so that's cool as long as he likes it that's all that matters and <laughs> i'm trying to like... actually get him on the track <gasps> as like a remix you know oh, that would be epic. like a little crystal castle situation oh so if anybody knows anybody there you, you know, go please set it up manifest that that can definitely yeah. happen have you seen the cure live no, I haven't. <gasps> what? Yeah. Okay, well, we'll blank that out. He won't hear that. <laughs> They're actually super awesome. Robert Smith sounds the same. Yeah. Like, probably even better. Uh-huh. What's your favorite Cure song? Um, I think A, a, a Forest. Oh. Yeah, I like that one. Yes. Yeah. That whole album is just really yeah. good. There's just so much good music. Now, before we get in too deep, I want to know what you're excited about for the future. So I made an EP, and I sent it to the A&R at my label. Is this the Predestiny one? Um, no, it's a new one I made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he was taking some time to get back to me, and in that time I decided to just like scrap it and like keep working on it and make it into an album. So I'm excited to 
keep working on that and yeah. uh, make it better and then eventually release it maybe in the fall or something Oh, there you go. So you got some big moves on the way. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, <laughs> The Perfect Girl is growing, and it's, like, yeah. um, it's growing all my other music so much that mm-hmm. uh, we thought it's best to just kind of, like, you know, let it let it grow, see, see where it takes us. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Now, what have been the most triggering moments <laughs> in the past couple years? <laughs> triggering? Yeah. Uh, what do you mean, triggering? Like something that triggered you that you didn't see it coming and it was unexpected i mean this whole situation even though it's a good thing can triggering can it can it can can be a good thing yeah definitely definitely this like i was in uh i was in school to be a pa so it's like a master's program where uh by the end of it you can practice medicine uh very very similar to doctor um so i thought like okay well music is just a hobby and i'm just gonna do this but um Yeah, you never know what's gonna happen, right? No. So, uh, so this happened maybe back in like October or September or something like that. Uh, it just started going viral, and then uh, yeah, I gained a whole bunch of new fans and followers and stuff. And yeah, so that's that was my <laughs> triggering moment of the last ten years. Uh, everything else pales in comparison, even like the the bad things that have happened. What's the most pain you felt that wasn't physical? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> pain i felt that wasn't physical i don't know i think i'm a i'm one of those people that like represses everything oh don't yeah. do that <laughs> do not do that i just experienced something crazy by doing that <laughs> so uh i don't know i've gone through like you know heartbreaks and stuff i mean those are painful i guess but um you know uh, i don't know <laughs> i'm gonna say heartbreak yeah. that was the most pain you felt i guess not really I mean... So if you haven't felt that much pain, what's your life motto then? What's my life motto? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, my life's motto is, like, don't take things personally and uh, forgive people and uh, everyone's human. Like, yeah. that's how I try to live. Yeah. So I think in, in that sense, yeah, I don't feel too much pain because I'm just like, eh, people are people are stupid and make mistakes. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, everyone's trying to do their best. But what do you... What's the step that you would take in order to forgive? Because it's easier said than done. Oh, I mean, it's not easy like you're saying it's easier said than done but you know you just uh, you try not to take things personal and realize that everyone's flawed and uh, again like that might be their best if that's their best that's their best you know you just gotta move on and know that they're gonna do that to everybody not just you no that's facts LA's number one unsigned artist debuters all day
listening to that people would not expect you that that you would be listening to I'd be listening to Habibi Funk. Like, I don't yeah. know. That's a vibe. I like some... I like some R&B. I like Roy Woods a lot. Mm. Uh, I thought he was cool. Like, he released an album like four years ago. I still listen to it. Yeah. Like, every month. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so that's that, somebody? So that's and who is somebody that you do listen to that everybody's like, yeah, of course you would? Uh, She Passed Away, Aww. Drab Majesty, like those bands, I guess. Anything that you're looking, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Anything that you're looking like forward to going to see when everything's back and open? Because I think things are still kind of like, it's kind of like we're going through a pandemic, but we're not. Like I go outside, but you still need a vaccination card. And it's kind of like the social life has kind of like, yeah. it's kind of not the same as to like two uh, years ago. It's not the same, but uh, it's, it's progressing. It's getting there. Yeah. I mean, if you go to bars, like, you wear a mask to the door and then it's a free-for-all so right, right. um i think yeah i mean really what was limiting me was like my schedule being in school stuff so now that i'm out of that like uh i'm able to go to shows i'm able to hang out with my friends so i think my uh i'm look what i'm looking forward to is going to more shows because i haven't been to any shows yeah. yeah do you get a lot of support from like your family regarding your music yes they are very happy for me um my parents always pushed me to do something practical (laughs) and i did that but then i quit halfway through and i'm doing this now but at least you tried it (laughs) yeah at least i tried it um so i and i was a good student too uh i didn't i didn't quit because i i failed i quit because something better came up there you go yeah so do you feel like music came from the household you grew up in or was that something that was like an outlet outside of your home bit of both uh they told me that my parents told me that like when i was a kid i'd always be like singing in the car by myself whatever Mm -hmm. um and they played a lot of like so i'm I'm iranian aka persian uh people in la they call it persian um but uh yeah so they so i listened to a lot of persian music growing up um, and that kind of influenced like some of my music and melodies now. I feel like a lot of like you know minor key stuff, um, and a lot of love songs. So, like all Persian music, it's like all love songs. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like they, I can't hate it on them. Yeah. That's literally all I write too. <laughs> but um, with a little twist. Yeah. And then when it came to like the like Western music and American music, like that was all like MTV. Um, what was it called? Uh, f- uh, what was it Fuse? VH1. Oh, Fuse. I yeah, all these was. like you know, I I loved getting up in the mornings like uh, when I was like eight, oh my God. ten years old. Whatever happened to Fuse? I used to have a crush on that metal girl. Yeah, what's her name? Like a, I don't like Electra or something. Something like. No, it's not Carmen Electra. <laughs> it wasn't Carmen Electra. <laughs> but yeah, she had like black hair. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you just gave me just yeah. some memories there. But uh-huh. uh, I yeah, I miss those days like getting up. Saturday mornings, you turn on the TV, you watch like Fuse, MTV, you watch all the new music videos. Like, we don't really have that anymore. No, we don't. I feel like that's all reality TV. Yeah. I feel like TikTok is the new wave for music, though. It is. I have discovered so much good music. And, like, not just in one language, like all over the world, artists. And I think it's, 
it's kind of nice because it kind of gives the people the vote versus the radio and corporation and what they think we want to listen to it's more freedom yeah um and Instagram, it can be like that, but it's just too much copyrights with Instagram. Things get yeah. taken down because they're like, oh, this artist, da, 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 da. And TikTok is like kind of the same way. So I think people change up the speed mm-hmm. of the song so it doesn't get flagged. Yeah. I've seen them kind of <laughs> do that little trick and I'm like, that's Dude, smart. They they did that to me. They took my song and sped it up and then they put it on Spotify <laughs> and like all the streaming sites. And then, uh, and then when you would Shazam my song, it would take you to like the bootleg version. <laughs> It was so annoying. And still, like, to this day, like, people, um, I'll see, like, a meme or something posted that uses my song, and uh, someone will comment, like, oh, what song is this? And then the comment answering it with, like, 30 likes is, like, oh, this is Crimmies by 279 Empire Beats. Oh, my God. <laughs> it just drives me no. crazy. Uh, no. But at this point, like, I think I've lost control of it. I don't know. Oh, um, my goodness. Uh, yeah, that, at this point, it's just, it's yeah. too, it's madness with your song. I love it. Yeah, it doesn't belong to me anymore. <laughs> like, I feel like it doesn't belong to me anymore. It's just like, it's the internet. Oh, I've heard your song mixed with, um, with like a voiceover from the show Euphoria. Euphoria. Yeah, 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 with Maddie. And it's just, I'm like, I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. no, not Maddie, Cassie. That's the other thing we want. We want to get that song on Euphoria. Oh, yeah. my God. Have you watched that show? Yeah. yeah. It's intense. It's, it's crazy. Does yeah. it hit you? Or you're like, eh, this is pretty. Um, why can't I be like that? That show <laughs> hits me too hard. Maybe it's too close to home. It it does sometimes. There's like some moments where I'm like, oh fuck, and then I like I snap myself. I'm like, no, no, no you won't. Don't yeah. fall for this. <laughs> yeah, there's some moments where it's just too close to home, like yeah. with Rue and her father, and then casting her demons. Yeah. And How good is fucking Zendaya? <gasps> Honestly, she. Have you watched the new episode? The one uh, that just. No, aired? I didn't. I didn't. Her. Her acting is out of this world. Yeah. She does things with her face that I didn't think was possible. Yeah, like furrowing her brow and stuff like that. Yeah, she's so pretty. I love No, but she did this one scene, you know, because she was on something and she made her like eye flinch. Yeah. It was crazy. And she really, no, she's, honestly, I, I'm glad the, the Hollywood industry has her right now. Because she's an actress that I'm looking forward to what she's going to do next. Coming yeah. from Disney to this, like, it just shows so much, you know, versatileness with her. And I'm just, yeah, she's amazing. And to think that she is, like, the producer of this show. Yeah. Is she? Yeah. Oh. Her and, uh, and uh, well, obviously the writer, Sam okay. Levinson, yeah, yeah. and then Drake and Future are executive producers. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, what are the odds? But, which makes so much sense why the music is so, like, yeah. has its own aesthetic. Uh-huh. And yeah, no, I love that show, but uh, it's just you know an act, an actor or actress is good when like they like make you, they like piss you off, like they're yeah. like they're annoying in the show because they're so good. Yeah, yeah. Like there's some things she does that I've I just like it's tr- it's too like true to life. It's too no. She had this scene that she did with her father because you know he like passed away in the show, so there's a scene where she says something to him and my dad passed away r.i.p and when he passed away somebody had told me oh he's gonna visit you in your dreams has he visited you has he said bye and i'm like no i haven't got that i did get a dream eventually i did talk to him in my dream so in that scene she says something to him that i had said to him my father in my dream yeah and his response was the same response that she started crying worse um i didn't want to cry because i was like i don't want to hold it in you know but remember keep in mind my dad passed away eight years ago so this is something that you know should be more easier in time but with that being with the show and i'm like this is just a show this is silly i held it in it caused like 
something to happen in my body for me to um have you ever had a brain freeze uh, all the time okay i had this tightness in my pain on uh, my chest yeah. from holding that in and it caused like my mind to feel like a brain freeze mm-hmm. but like three times worse to the point where like i end up falling to the ground and i bumped Whoa. my head and bit my tongue didn't know how that happened didn't know but then it was also probably the connection that the day i watched that episode was also the anniversary of my father oh my god so it was just too it was just too too many things yeah but would you ever think from a show you know what i mean i've never experienced that in my life never less a show so it's just too close to home and i and it wasn't even about the drugs it was just about her father you know so i love that that show can like everybody's kind of twisted (laughs) there's no like oh she's a good person like everybody wants to say lexi but not really she's about to air everybody's out you know in her place so nobody's good well maybe nobody's good i like oh yeah (laughs) i forgot the drug dealer's name but he's like yeah yeah you yeah. know he's but I guess even he's evil <laughs> I mean I mean he killed somebody I mean, yeah. his little brother you know yeah. it, the point is everybody's twisted like you said we can't judge people yeah. everybody has their own backstory yeah. would you want to be a character in Euphoria? Um, no it seems too stressful <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can hang out with um, Ashtray yeah maybe he seems chill yeah. he seems like nothing gets to him <laughs> Man, well, I really appreciate you coming in and yeah, just taking course, the time. Yeah. But anything that you want to let the listeners know before we end this? Mm, you know, listen to my music, and uh, I got our little radio show, not as good as this. <sighs> but, uh, you know, I just started Moreau Radio yes. on uh, Blast Radio. It's like a new little platform, okay. Thursdays, 7 p.m. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad Pacific we did time. Pacific time. <laughs> yeah. Are you from L.A.? Yeah, yeah. Born and raised. Yeah. Wow. Are you? Yeah. yeah. From uh, where? Uh, Koreatown. Okay. We're a dying breed. I love breed. Koreatown. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you? I mean, there's a lot of Korean <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> yeah, don't and live I love there. Korean food. Yeah. Oh, Korean food is yeah. the best. I think it's uh, my top three. What's number one? Um, it might be number one. It might be number one. Uh, yeah, and then there's probably like Chinese and, and Mexican in there too. Ooh. Yeah. Wait. Um, so no Persian food? Um, I think when you yeah. eat Persian food your whole life, yeah, it's it gets a little tiring. It does. Yeah. I can see that. That's how I feel about. Well, my mom didn't really cook, so yeah. but I'm just kind of tired of pupusas. Yeah. But sometimes I get my craving. I love um like any Mediterranean food though. Yeah, it's all good. Where can people find you on social media? Um, if you just search Moreau on Google, I'm sure it'll pop yeah, up. it'll pop. <laughs> Do you tweet? Uh, rarely. Sometimes I'll promote things. I'll I'll tweet like dumb things. Uh, but yeah, I kind of fell off on Twitter. Oh, you gotta get back on it. Yeah. Are you on Twitter? I am. Oh. I feel like I say too much. Instagram is like my personality. Twitter's more like my emotions. Yeah. And then TikTok is like my rising sign. It's like what I come off as that oh. people don't think. Okay, I don't follow you on anything but Instagram. So. <laughs> well, we gotta get you. Please I'll, don't tell I'll me you have that. Snapchat. I don't. I don't okay, good that. for you. I'm no no offense to people that have Snapchat. I'm just... I mean, if you're over the age of, like, <laughs> 21, it's probably a bad look. Yeah. The hottest girl on the hottest station. Caliente Girls on Dash Radio. Los Angeles.
corner. The competitor. The other corner. Hey. Huh? girls. I'm like, damn. No competition. Cash. I'm be fine, too confident. I don't need your compliment. Babe, I'm dominant. Trunk busting, got diamonds in it. She talking it, she ain't trying it. He keep calling me crying. Dance, how you killed this? I understood the assignment. 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 All my piped up. Then you find like duh. Keep that locked up. He a broke boy, he can't touch. Damn, you find like duh, like duh, like duh. Then you find like duh, like duh, like duh. Fine, fine, fine. He wanna be my mom. I'm a cowgirl. He gotta be prime time. She a side on the sideline. She a sad. Ain't got no time time. Rolly got me blinged up, and I got my team up. Valentino Kingdom, dance how you clean up. Two shots like a free throw. Jeskies for the week. This ain't for no week. Shout out to my freak. I understood the assignment. I understood the assignment. I understood the assignment. I understood the assignment. Our podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, and more. And Leila Giancalini, and this is Caliente Girls.
Every Argentinian beauty is in the house. Lights, camera, action. We continue here in Little Life Caliente Girls Dash Radio every day, guys. I'm so excited. Yes, that's right. I always had the best of the best. And today I have Jay next to me. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are well, you? I want you to say your long name because you know me sometimes. I'm like. <laughs> uh, Jay Young MDK. Like but Million Dollar Kid. Jay. Oh. So Jay Young MDK. And the MDK stands for uh, Million Dollar Kid, Million Dollar King. I don't know what you want to call it, but. MDK. I love it. So tell me a little bit more about what's going on now, what is coming soon, because I know you have a lot of things happening to you lately in your career. Um, What's coming soon is, for those who don't know me, um, I rap, sing, and I'm an actor. Um, so I have uh, some albums out right now, one called Aqua, one called Black, one called White, and another one called Now or Never, which is the first album I released. Um, so I got that out there, but now I'm working on, uh, we're pretty much finished with the next project that I'm going to, um, release called Forever Young. And I like that. I'm also, um, going on tour as well. I'm going to do a Forever Young tour, but besides that, I'm, I'm going to do a tour with, um, I'm opening for Lotto, for those who know a Lotto, super dope, um, dope female out of Atlanta. She's like super big though right now, going crazy. So that's coming up and then, um, releasing new music. New I music, love it. New films, new everything. Tell me something about uh, the tour. Can you tell me where you're going? So the tour starts in California, um, January, February, March 19th, I believe. Um, so March 19th, the tour starts, and then it goes from, I know it goes from, it starts in Santa Cruz, then San Francisco, Fresno, Los Angeles. Nice. And then go up to Seattle. Oh, um, San Diego. Seattle, um, then I think Oklahoma City, Dallas, um, San Antonio, everywhere. The East Coast, New York, take? Philadelphia, yeah. Florida, um, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It ends in Atlanta, I know for certain. So it's going to start in California and it ends in Atlanta. I love it. How long it takes the tour? That will be done within, I want to say, a month and a half for that. Well, so that's a like lot of places. Day. It's like every, every day. day. Yeah. Um, do you do you accepting somebody go with you? Because I have my suitcase ready to go. <laughs> yeah, of course you can always come. We're waiting for you. Got a nice place for you. already ready for do you. Do you sleep in that tour? Do you sleep? Um, I don't know. I haven't I haven't done a, a tour that like with that many dates back to back to back. I to back. love it. I you have a do, good like, manager. Weekend dates and stuff like that. Like so. you're working hard. So do you do everything? And do you guys go? In a big, the, the big bus where all the singers go, like no, like a tour bus, like a tour yeah. bus, or yeah. you guys go in, in the plane because it's um, hard to do no, in the with, plane. With that, you have to be on the tour bus. Yeah, you or have to, you, right? Uh, or at least you have to have a tour bus. You could like fly to different cities and the bus could go, or you could ride with it. But in this case, I'll be, I'll be on the bus. Yeah, it would be impossible. Like, like it takes already. A day to fly, right? So right. and then relax and then to sing. And how do you prepare yourself with your voice to like you know because being in the tour for so long? I think you have to just try to talk like Michael Jackson or something like oh. that. <laughs> no, I'm just like I think you just have to like relax, um, try to relax as much as possible. Uh, try to drink tea and 
what uh, yeah like tea honey stuff like that and and just constantly try to kind of like COVID-19. preserve your voice yeah. a little bit yeah kind of like COVID nineteen <laughs> kind of like probably COVID. have like some <laughs> cough drops and stuff like that so um, you mentioned that you're actor also tell me a little bit more about your career the acting I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Um, so I got a movie on Netflix called The App That Stole Christmas that was released last year. Um, this year, I've been doing a whole lot of whole lot of projects as well, um, some independent projects that I'm also producing as well. And um, That's awesome. Yeah, we got everything. I'm trying to be a part of everything. No, that's like, how you do it. That's how you do it. My company is called uh, Before I Go Hollywood, so that's my whole... Okay, what is your company about it? Before I go Hollywood is just, I mean, the whole, the mindset behind it is just saying, like, before I go Hollywood, it's like, before I go to the next level, before I take that next step, before I, you like know, that. enhance my career, whatever. That's what the actual meaning behind it is. And what it is, is like a multimedia. So it's like a management company that, like, manages artists. It manages me. Like, my company managed me. In a, in a sense, too. Well, of course. But it managed artists, managed videographers, managed directors, managed, um, like, every... It's like a one-stop shop. They have um, yeah. graphic designers. Like a little Amazon. <laughs> everything. It's like, yeah, like an entertainment Amazon. I like that. I like that. It's like an entertainment Amazon. I love it. So, tell me, what was the most exciting experience in your life, in your career? Actually? In my life? In your career, in your life, the most exciting experience. I don't. I can't say that one. <laughs> I can't say that only one stand out. But I would say like one of the most exciting things um, that I could say in recent years is just working with Jamie, working with uh, Jamie Fox because that's like an idol of mine. Like growing up and looking at him from a distance, just do all of the cool, creative, and dope stuff that he yeah. does, and then to be able to. Um, actually work with them as well and, and be around them and, and be a part of different things and him be a part of different things. It's like, that's definitely something that's super stand out um, that I'm always grateful for and, and never forget, you know, <laughs> that that's like a dream. I love it. What did you guys work, uh, work in the project that you can mention us? Yeah, I, I, we've been working on a lot of stuff. Um, the last thing, I mean, more, more recently, um, he has his BSB liquor shout the BSB um, so he have a group called the BSB boys I like that I didn't know it's that it's <laughs> him and, and, and a couple other dope artists and I'm included in that as well and um, and we got music together and shooting videos and just getting all type of dope stuff done so that's like something that we're working on right now and, and on top of that you guys laughing and having an amazing time because I see you guys oh yeah we always <laughs> having a great time I mean he's, he's a great guy and he's funny as hell funny so he's so funny you always like entertain like he's the most enter I don't know how we do it or how he got the energy to do it but he always do it and, and, yeah. and man that, that guy's the goat I real. love him so tell me what do you choose in life to be happy what do I choose what makes me happy now, what do you choose in life to be happy? What is what do you choose? That I know. Tell me, music, of course. Um, well, yeah, music make me happy. Um, I, I would say one of the biggest things that make me happy is my daughter, because I mean, you know, having a son like your kid is like a. It's like a little you, and you mm -hmm. see them and you watch them grow. But they're also so genuine, and they actually just True. love you for you. They don't care if you. You're doing good, not doing good, had a good day or a bad day. They just, like, love you genuinely because they just love you, you know? Yeah, they're not even focused about that. They don't even notice what you do. They just care about you. 
Exactly. It's so an, it's the only true that you have. It's the true love, you know. Yeah. And um and as I've grown older and had a daughter, I now realize how much my mother loved me, you know. And so it's Aww. it's one of those things where that's like my joy. Like when I see her, I'm always happy. Um, besides that doing music and just hustling i'm a hustler like music entertainment whatever it is i just love hustling it makes me happy like just to be able to just go hustle work have fun another thing that makes me happy is just doing things my way and and being able to like work for me you know like i could go to bed tomorrow i don't have to you know i don't have to i could sit in the bed for like a week straight i was just telling my friend that i was like that's what success is to me you know what i mean i could like sleep in the bed for a week straight and i don't have nobody that could say you got to go do this you know so that's like another thing yeah you have to be grateful because of that exactly so you mentioned about that you're very hustling on that what was the challenge for you to get where you are right now um i mean there's still challenges it's not like i'm not like I'm not Kanye West or nothing, you know what I mean? And he, and it seemed like he have challenges still, you know? Of course, we all so, do. Yeah, so um, it's so many challenges. Like, um, having the energy to keep going when things aren't going your way completely. Like, when you feel like you should be further along in your life or further along in your career at a certain moment. And it's not, you're not there yet. That's like a challenge. Um, um getting a great team and keeping them motivated and, and getting the right pieces to the puzzle to to push their dream and the movement forward that's a challenge um it's just so many challenges so many and right to keep good people around you and keep the negative energy out that's a challenge as well because you know the devil work in many different mysterious ways and come from different sides so that's a challenge as well so it's so many um challenges that that i could think of but I always look at the glass as half full and not half empty. So at the end of the day, even with all those challenges, I still like I'm grateful to be in the position that I'm in because you can't have the good without the bad anyway. You can't win it. True, you know? so true. So. so true. When we before we go, I want asking you, um, as a mentor, what will be your message to the people that listen to you right now? Um, my message is always. Um, believe in yourself i mean it sounds cliche but it's the truest thing ever like no one will believe in you until you believe in yourself and not only do you have to believe in yourself you have to to um to manifest you have to manifest where you want to be where you want to go your goals your dreams and everything and after you manifest it you still have to put in work you can't just manifest like oh i'm gonna be rich and i'm gonna live (laughs) a great life and i'm gonna be famous and i'm gonna have a million cars no that's fine like dream it put it up here throw it out into the universe you can speak it but then you have to the work the work work have to catch up with the manifestation (laughs) which is going to create what you were working for to begin with so you do meditation yeah i love that yeah i love that when i thank you so much for the interview um before we go i need you tell me your instagram where we can find your music and yeah Okay, so J-Y-O-U-N-G-M-D-K. That's my Instagram. That's anything. If you go to Google and you just put in J-Young-M-D-K, I'll pop up. So on most social media sites or website, everything is J-Young-M-D-K. Like J-Young-M-D-K. J-Young-M-D-K.com. 
Twitter, JYoungMDK, Instagram. If you're looking for me on Apple Music or Spotify, <laughs> J space Y-O-U-N-G-M-D-K. It's just, yeah, JYoungMDK. And find me. you can find him on Instagram because find him in person is really hard. So I'm lucky <laughs> that he's here right now in that radio. <laughs> well, this is the second time I've seen you in with them four days. I know. Wow. That's I'm getting lucky. <laughs> I'm getting lucky. I'm the one that's lucky here. <laughs> bueno, thank you so much for being here. Y bueno, guys, we continue here and yeah. live a life. Calling the girls Dash Radio. While uh, others be hated, we keep it free. Caliente Girls. Dash Radio. Los Angeles, California. California. Promise to you if I kiss, then I won't tell. You just flew in, so I hand you a key to the hotel. Good conversation and liquor go so well. I want you slow, I gotta know. Who do you call when you wanna do bad girl things? We know it's just a good time, no settling. Coming from the east, we're 
Shop for the H. San Fernando Valley, good weather, good weed. I've been clocking all day, jugging up and down the street. Why you scared to take risk? Not me, I gotta eat. I swear I'ma get rich and end up six feet deep. If you ain't from here, don't come here. Thinking that it's sweet. Post up on that corner long enough, that light gon' turn green. Crash caught me DUI, but they was looking for the heat. I had my shooter in the other car, driving in the rain. Something like the rough, looking in between. Coming from the east, up every week. Loving every night, places in the street. Destiny Marie, and today we have a special, special guest. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Sai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> so, Sai, um, tell me about yourself. Well, I'm from Jersey. Okay. Shout out to the tri-state. We're always in the building somewhere. <laughs> um, 
Yes, yeah, so I'm from Jersey, graduated from HBCU, Delaware State University, started out in politics, actually. I wanted to be like the president of the United States of America, okay. so I'm always like doing the most, being extra, reaching above mm-hmm. life. That's just me, my personality. And then um, I learned that politics was just bullcrap, and they really weren't trying to make change for our people. Mm-hmm. So then I was just like, you know what, how can I still use my voice and my passion and still make change and do something fun that I love and inspire? Mm -hmm. And then here I am talking, talking, talking. So all I do is talk, talk about different topics uh, from celebrity news, entertainment, Mm -hmm. to relationships, to spirituality. doesn't matter if it's a topic, I'm going to talk about it. Okay. (laughs) I love that. So I noticed that you were a host for yeah. TMZ. Tell well, me I actually how you... used to be. Um, yes, tell me how you got into that. Girl, let me tell you. You know, it's crazy because I have one of the most unorthodox um, careers, I would say, mm-hmm. because I didn't go the traditional route. So like I said, I graduated in politics. I didn't graduate mm-hmm. broadcast journalism. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing about this game. All I knew was grind, grind, grind. Mm-hmm. So when I moved to Atlanta from Jersey, mm-hmm. um, that's what I did. I had my own microphone at the time my ex who we not gonna bring up because mm-hmm. he just one of those okay. but um he was a videographer and i used to hit the streets talking about everything okay. like so i was like you know what if no one's gonna give me an opportunity i'm gonna create my own opportunity so that's so, what i did I like and i had a website i had my little mic flag and i would go out there every day day in and day out mm-hmm. and then eventually i started getting invited to the red carpets in atlanta so that's how I got to start interviewing celebrities. And then eventually, after I started getting my feet work, um, mm-hmm. I created my own YouTube show. Okay. And then when different contests would come about, I would audition. Okay. Um, so then I did America Black Film Festival with NBC. Um, they were looking for, you know, about hosts to, like, compete. So I went over there, competed, and actually won um, a talent meeting with Bravo TV. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of just, like, games on. So okay. when I was in Atlanta, my ex, um, we split. Um, unfortunately, uh, because he just decided to wake up one day and leave me, but it was the best thing that ever happened in my life. Cause I swear to y'all, like mm-hmm. the transformation was real for me. You know what I'm saying? Like he cheated and left me for another person. And this is, this is my ex was somebody I was with since 16 years old. Okay. So it was, we were together for nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the only man I've been with. So when he decided to do what he did, it really, really took me out and like i'm an ambitious woman but when i tell mm-hmm. y'all i couldn't move yeah. for like a week yeah, like no I've, people I thought understand. i was gonna vote for something because i lost like 20 pounds <laughs> in like four days yeah like i could not move and i remember having a conversation with god like if you don't help me and i don't get up i'm not gonna make it mm-hmm. my dreams are gonna go to waste and you know i i felt like you know i deserve to live my dream mm-hmm. because i'm a nice person i treat people correctly right. and i just do what i have to do so i'm like god like if you can just hear me don't leave me now mm-hmm. and i just remember god saying like go to la go to mm-hmm. la just go to la so it's crazy because when i tell y'all i had nothing i had nothing mm-hmm. um don't be a wife to a boyfriend that's mm-hmm. one thing I learned, but you know we had like joint accounts, so we decided to split. Of course, it was premeditated. He took everything, mm-hmm. so I was like, "How am I gonna get to LA? You gotta save up. You you can't just roll over." And I'm like, "Well, if I don't go to LA, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be here in Atlanta chasing this dude around, end up in the local county jail, right. like the next left eye. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because I'm burning everything down. Yes. No. So, girl. <laughs> so." After that, I was just, like, talking to God, like, just, you know, just give me direction. 
And I have a mentor, Lauren Lake, who I love. If, if you know Paternity Court, um, that's my mentor. Yes. She's been my mentor for a while. Um, I, you know, went through her course oh, in the entertainment okay. industry. Yes, um, in New York. Unfortunately, that course is no longer. Mm-hmm. But it, it did serve a great a great purpose in my life. And um, she okay. was like, you know what? I know you don't got no money. I'm going to ship your car out to L.A. So she shipped my car out here. And then I had to figure out everything else. And I was so grateful just for that. So yeah. when I got here... I was living off a credit card, Capital One, shout out to them. Mm-hmm. But it was just so hard because I'm living off of a credit card. Yeah. Um, you know, living in my, sleeping in my car, trying to like, why the frick did I come to LA, God? Like, I know you didn't leave me to like, mm-hmm. you don't leave me here to leave me. So oh. I just remember him saying, you know, there's an event, there's a Dame Dash event. And if anybody knows me, I love Dame Dash. I love hustlers that got it out the mud. I love people who grind and be able to mm-hmm. figure it out. So I was like, you know what? Let me spend $75 on this Dame Dash event. Mm-hmm. And if I can just get into this event, I can ask this man for like advice. Like he could become my mentor, and like maybe I can ask him for a job and get grounded here in LA. So I went to that event, and you know I did all the things necessary to do to stand out. Like got to that event three hours and um, ahead of time. That's this is my personality. When I really want something, it's right. really really I get I go into complete competitive mode. Okay, girl, let me ask you. Yes. Well, I already know, but. I need you to tell them what sign you are. Oh, I'm a Leo. Yes. Okay, girl. you already know. I already know that. So we are go getters. I can we already, don't play. I knew that when I saw her page and I saw the things your work. I was like, okay, she don't play. And yeah, it's not a wants, game. She's gonna go out and get okay, it. Okay, and you know I'm human, so I do have my time where you know I can be very. I don't want to say lazy, but I can be exhausted. Yeah. Where I gotta take a step back. Mm-hmm. But honestly, that step back, I'm still I'm still working while I'm taking my step back. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I just remember going to this event, you know, I was three hours ahead of time, asking the right questions, you mm-hmm. know, shaking hands, kissing babies with all the important people. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Van Lathan okay. from TMZ at the event. So immediately my mind was like, this is it. Like you came in here to work with Dame Dash, but you can you can work at TMZ. So mm-hmm. I remember me pulling out my cell phone and at the time it was just nothing but my interviews. Like I didn't even take like pics like that. Okay. I just, nothing but interviews. Mm-hmm. So I remember going to Van and saying, hey, Look, I've been grinding for a long time, did this by myself, self-funded, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I pulled out my Instagram and I was like, take a look. like." And okay. that's the one thing that I believe that really, um, it taught me a lot during that process because although I was broken on the inside, mm-hmm. um, I was still rich. Okay. It's almost like, um, it's almost like God just reminded me who I was when I felt lost. Right. So when I pulled out my phone, you know, this is why I tell people you need to watch how you treat your social media page. Mm-hmm. Because your social media page is a business opportunity. Exactly. It's your resume. Mm-hmm. It's the first thing. Pe- people are always going to remember how you present yourself. Mm-hmm. It's basically, you know, your first impression. Yeah. So within 15 seconds, I already kind of know if I want to rock with somebody based off their social media. Mm-hmm. What they talk about and how they talk. Mm-hmm. How they look, how they walk. Period. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So at the time... I just pulled it out, and and this is really key when you're trying to pitch yourself, because don't nobody got when 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 you're faced and your back is against the wall and you're faced with so much, don't nobody got a time to be like, oh, can I send you your resume or let me plug in my USB mm-hmm. and Bobby, you got time for that, right? You know what I'm saying? No time. Mm-hmm. So I was I was thankful that I carried my uh, social media straight business because I was able to just plug myself. So when I was like, hey, here's my work. It was yeah. kind of like, okay, Jimmy, just watch the girl. And he was just like, oh, my God, you're really good. Um, send me your email. And at first, I'm not going to lie. When he mm-hmm. said send your email, I was like, ah, oh, 
here we go. Because yeah. I hate the email process because they could be lying and finessing mm-hmm. and trying to get you out their face. Exactly. However, you know, the good Lord, um, which I, I'm always going to give credit to, um, he had my back. And the next day, TMZ called me. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And that was crazy because that was about two weeks of me moving here. And it's okay. crazy. And I was grinding so... I was, I, mean, I was grinding for three years living in Atlanta. Just trying to get on TV. And I just remember... Um, even though I did like make a couple TV appearances because I started out like on set like acting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't matter because I really wanted a show. And I just remember asking God. I was like, God, just help me to get to TV. So I'm get to TV. And it's crazy because he took everything that I felt that mm-hmm. I needed to have, like with my ex, and he broke it so that he mm-hmm. could, so he can elevate me. Right. So it was almost like it's crazy because through your progress or through God showing you your power, mm-hmm. He makes you go through pain okay. because He got to break you down to make you stronger. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And He knew. I I really believe God knew. Like you know, you have some dead weight, or you 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 know, sometimes love is blind. You can't yeah, see. You got somebody you who's see. holding you back. So I got to make sure before I give you what you rightfully deserve, mm-hmm. all ties are broken. That and that's exactly what he did. You're in the mix. Caliente Girls. Turn it up. Bring in that hot hit. We never quit. Discover Channel. Social media was a great way for you to like get your business out there because I know a lot of people are not too much into their social media pages with their businesses and I've been telling a lot of people who do conduct their business who do have business to go ahead and put this on social media like it'll really blow up absolutely so what do you have what advice would you give to like the older generation I would say as far as to go ahead and give them that push for their business um I would just say if you're not promoting yourself 24 7 mm-hmm. you're out the game mm-hmm. 
that's just it. Like, you're not going to win. Like, social media, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, the newspapers, billboards. Mm -hmm. Like, if you really want your business to thrive Mm -hmm. and be out there, your brand or your businesses, it needs to be, you need to wear it daily. When you wake up, Mm -hmm. that's the first thing that probably should be on your mind after you talk to God. So, like, um, that's just my advice. Like, you're out the game because what you won't do, somebody else will. So, while you're not on social media promoting your business, the next person is on social media collecting that check getting their customers and social media was i booked everything from my social media page like Mm -hmm. after like even like going to tmz then you know uh sister circle at the time which is a canceled talk show Mm -hmm. on tv one called me um that's from what they were seeing what i was doing from tmz Mm -hmm. how were they able to see that i know they were able to look on tv but for the most part they were catching my clips right from instagram um and then like you know people ask me to speak all the time so i'm i'm getting booked to speak that's from social media That's like wonderful. so it's just like you know you got to you got to look at everything as like a marketing business opportunity and you need to be able to wear it and i know a lot of people they get they get a little bit afraid of social media because they're like if i don't get the likes and if i don't get the comments mm-hmm. then to the world it doesn't look like i'm doing good and it's going to um it's not going to basically attract other people to invest in me but mm-hmm. man your biggest investment is yourself and I always say to like, you know, don't worry about the likes. Don't worry about the comments. Sometimes I don't get the likes I want. Sometimes I don't get the comments I want. But let me tell you something. You don't need no audience clapping in the gym for you to score a point. Right. Just score your points. You know what I'm saying? When you're balling in the gym and you and you trying to, you know, shoot the basket, that's all you... I'm looking at the scoreboard. I don't care who's clapping. You know what I mean? Them claps ain't booking those deals. The audience is not booking the deals. Right. They're just not. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it helps um, in the realms of business, but at the but by all means necessary with support, without support, you know, you got to, you got to be able to like stand within that. And eventually people will catch on and it will grow, but you got to believe in yourself mm-hmm. and anybody who I feel like is not promoting their business on social media, then you just don't believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't, we, we right. post what we believe in. You're right about that. You know what I mean? So if you, are you afraid, how can you expect a customer to believe in you and you don't even believe in yourself? That's a, that, as a consumer, that's a waste of investment. Mm-hmm. Waste of my money. You know right. what I'm saying? You don't even believe in your brand. So how mm-hmm. in the world am I, am I going to be able to connect with it? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to put my bet and my dollar into the person that I know is confident in what they do. Because right. I know I'm going to get value for that dollar. Right. Yeah. I love that. So tell me what's new with you. What do you have upcoming that you're into? Well, you know, it's crazy because when a pandemic hit, I'm not going to lie, it got mm-hmm. real crazy. Okay. It so got real shaky. For, you? Um, for me, it, it, it did me no good. Okay. You know, uh, okay. What it did is it helped me to stop and smell the roses. That's what it did. Okay. Um, I had a series at the time on Quibi. Unfortunately, Quibi's no longer. Um, so I was doing No Filter through TMZ on Quibi. Mm-hmm. And then that ended um, last October. And I was really, you know, I was really down because it kind of. I don't want to, it didn't put me out the game. As long as you got a television, as long as you got a microphone, you will always be in the game as long as you put in the work. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it put me out the game. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it took away my platforms. that The okay. ones that I felt had value. But it also reminded me how I started this game, and that's using your own platform. Mm-hmm. So, at the t- so when that show ended, um, when I was down, I had to realize the power belongs to me. So actually, the pandemic's been very well. Because I've been booking my own interviews through my own name, through my own okay. LLC. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like okay. Jay-Z said, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't do business. I am the business. And that was a real thing. Like, I'm like, wow, like, you reaching out to high clientele, booking your own stuff. Like, you don't you don't got to pull the interview for TMZ no more. You don't right. got to pull the 
interview for anybody. You can pull, you can pull it for, for yourself. yourself. Um, so that is what the pandemic taught me. But it also, it, it has me in this. It, it, like, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of walking by faith right now okay. and not by sight just because, you know, it's any given Sunday. You Deals on the table, deals off the table. That's how right. it happens every day in this entertainment industry. Um, so it's just been a little rough uh, just because I want more. And okay. I'm not going to lie, I've been auditioning and I've been being rejected. Okay. The one thing about me is I don't, I don't care about rejection. Mm-hmm. I have faced a lot of disappointments in my life. So I can be rejected a hundred times. I'm coming back the hundred and first time. That's just okay. how I am. Okay. But yeah, but I've been facing a lot of rejection. Okay. But you know what's good? It's good to get your reps in. So it doesn't, I don't, I don't fear rejection. Okay. So tell me about these celebrities that you've worked with and, you know, clientele that you have been able to interview and work with. So I've been able to interview um, Evelyn Braxton, okay. which was crazy to me. Okay. Um, you know, the mother of the Braxtons. Yes. Uh, that, that to me was, honestly, that was my highlight because I was like, yo, this is crazy mm-hmm. that I'm interviewing. Her. And even though I've interviewed a lot of high clientele, mm-hmm. it was just the per- point that we had a very intimate, personal conversation. And then she ended up like sending me a gift to my house. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that right there was worth a lot just because it was God's reminder again. It was more genuine. Too. Yeah. 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 And you know, and she was just like, man, you, you, you're, you're investing in me and you're rocking with me and I'm rocking mm-hmm. with you. And you know, that, that says a lot and it, it can do a lot for you. Yeah. But, um, again, it was God's reminder that you don't need a big machine behind you. You are the machine. Just figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, that was a highlight. Um, course i you know i did a couple of stuff with true flicks network mm-hmm. um trina braxton who i've talked on talk shows with before so it was good to like reconnect with her um who else did i interview oh amari uh, hardwick which was my mm-hmm. favorite interview during the pandemic just because i'm in love with ghost and although i interviewed him for the movie with uh with nate parker it wasn't mm-hmm. for power it was just okay. the point because i think i'm up all I, I got at least interviews with like Lorenz Tate, um, Joseph Sakura, uh, Michael P. Rainey. So I'm like, so when I got Ghost, I was like, yes, this is almost the whole power cast. Okay, yeah. that's nice. And he's and he's such a humble, nice guy. Fine too, mm-hmm. but you know we can't <laughs> lust over him. He's a married man. Yeah. So have you always like growing up? Did you always think that you would be? Um, in this position doing interviews has that always been you know what's crazy girl you you know what's crazy and this is where passion beats talent Mm -hmm. um i never thought i was gonna have my own talk show i've always thought i was gonna be the president of the united states okay so you've always been in politics however my extracurricular activities Mm -hmm. you would have saw a talk show I did a couple of talk shows in high school, okay. and this was me just goofing around. This wasn't mm-hmm. me just like, oh, I need to do this for my career. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, let's shoot a show because I took TV tech, um, and okay. then I was really big in performing arts um, in high school. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I've, I've done a couple, and then I, um, I grew up in conservative uh, Seventh Day Adventist, and we have like this thing every summer for the youth. And I remember as a teenager, instead of mm-hmm. doing 106 in Park, we did 106 in Camp. And we did it with gospel music videos. Oh, so I was okay. acting like free the entire time. So it, what, is, what is crazy is it's always been my passion. I've always had a microphone. I've always been in front of people. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see it. And it's almost like God spun it right around on me. Like, yes. I've prepared you this entire time for these very moments. Yes. So that's why it comes so naturally to me because I've been doing it all my life. Mm-hmm. 
just didn't realize. I didn't. And you know, it's, and this is something that happens in the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole dreaming thing. We shoot down a lot of dreams because we haven't seen it done before. Our parents haven't seen it done before. They think exactly. it's a game. It's a joke. It can never be you. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Get your head out the cloud. So I mm-hmm. think my, my aspirations to be president of the United States of America was because I was trying to fall under the mold of a category. Yeah, of, of what we, we are taught in schools and what mm-hmm. we what our parents want us to be instead of really because if I look when I look back I'm like how can I see this? Yeah, I was gonna say How um, can I see it? God was already doing it for you and you just didn't know it yet. Yeah. You're in the mix. Hey! and take girls. Turn it up bringing that hot hit we Discover Channel. Seem like everyone looking for the fame. Almost lost everything. Then who would have knew? Thank God for my people who still vibe with me. Never switch sides. They gon' ride for me too. Have my back against the wall. No, I never wanna fall. Damn, I got way too much to lose. Made some money with some people who was rolling in the bands. When the light went away, I could see they weren't friends. Had my baby sister telling me to keep my head up. All my brothers saying, don't ever forget us. I was down real bad. Now I'm on the bounce back. City girls make me fall off track. They only love you when you're doing good They might take it all away from you if they could I got too much to lose, too much to give So I'ma rock the mic and handle my best Leave it all to God like ever since I'm far from perfect, but I'll take the risk Came to Hollywood with some big dreams And make a whole lot of money, it's what I came here to do Seem like everyone looking for the fame Almost lost everything, damn who would've knew Thank God for my people who still vibe with me Never switch sides, they gon' ride for me too I'm back against the wall, no, I never wanna fall Damn, I got way too much to lose I don't wanna be like no one, no one. I got lost with the wrong one Whole city got corona, can do what you wanna On a night shift, I be sleeping in the morning Ain't nobody take you serious unless you got a foreign Seeing people switch up on me like I'm the wrong one Seen a lot of days when I could've turned back Had to pick myself up, I had to learn that Tack my pieces, stay true to me Do anything to see my niece Used to bite my tongue and let it be But now I say what's wrong and live for me, yeah Came to Hollywood with some big dreams And make a whole lot of money, it's what I came here to do Seemed like everyone looking for the fame Almost lost everything, damn who would've knew Thank God for my people who still vibe with me Never switch sides, they gon' ride for me too Had my back against the wall, no I never wanna fall Damn, I got way too much to lose Send your original radio edited song Business at calientegirls.com. If it slays, we'll play. Dash Radio.
and you know it's crazy because I started this entertainment industry and with three years I looked up and I was on television and then you know and, and for me um not only I feel like that's God's favor um for me planting good seeds and he's enabling me to harvest those good seeds mm-hmm. but it's also a testament that at the end of the day your destiny is already written for you Right. You know what I mean? You can run, you can dodge, you can try to do other things, but it's going to be right back to you. And that's how I know that I'm built for this and I'm supposed to be here. Because it kind of just, and I, I worked very hard, but it kind of just kind of fell right into me. Right in. Yeah. So I could tell it was a, it's a part of my destiny. Okay. Yeah, girl. I love that. So what do you think is going on with this COVID? Do you think that things are going to be getting back together, opening all the way back up? Girl, no, I think, I honestly, I think we're going to have a, a, another year or two um, with this craziness going on with COVID. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the powers that be have planned. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All I know is that we just got to stay ready, stay prepared, and don't get left behind. Okay. Don't sink. It's like COVID really put us in a, like a sink or swim environment, mm-hmm. and you got to learn how to swim through right. devastation. And that's and that's one that's all I'm focused on. Like, so if COVID comes, cool. I mean, you know what I mean. If COVID still stay, stays around, cool. Try to protect myself. Try to thrive. If it's away, cool. Still try to try to protect myself and thrive. At the end of the day, we we gotta win. We gotta figure out how to win in both eras. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to figure out now. Like, how do you really capitalize off this moment, and how do you really win? Um. Yeah. So just getting back to my roots and 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 just working for my brand up there are a lot of things that i didn't understand about this business being on television being a talent that's great but it's all about the business every great will tell you that if you don't understand this business you won't stay in this game Mm -hmm. and it's i'm glad the pandemic came when it did because it gave me an opportunity to sit down and say yo get your business right yeah you know what i'm saying because when stuff is moving so fast you really Mm -hmm. just don't know especially if no one's teaching you how to do anything you're just you're just just doing doing it. it And when I had to sit down, I was like, ooh, you, you did this wrong. Mm-hmm. And this is how you're going to do it next time. And this is how you're going to make moves. It's about strategy. You can't just execute without a strategy and think you're going to win. It's always about the strategy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, that's what I'm trying to focus on. Okay. I love that. Yeah, girl. Yes. So, Sai, where do you see yourself in five years? Girl, in five years, man, I'm going to be married to Michael B. Jordan. Okay. And say, like, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not. I got a little boo thing in my okay. life right now. I call him I'm little Michael B. Jordan, but um, we'll hopefully we'll be on the up and up. But in five years from now, I definitely see myself having my own show, talk show, syndicated daytime. Mm-hmm. People think I'm crazy because they feel like you know society isn't about TV anymore. We're in a more digital space. I don't care. I'll be on digital, and I'm also going to get this daytime talk show. So that's yes. just is what it is. I said it here. That's mm-hmm. what's going on. But yeah, that in five years definitely be making over six figures. Uh, we're gonna claim that right now because LA is expensive poverty and I just can't. So definitely learning how to uh, have more than one stream of income. Um, hopefully married um, within five years. Cause yeah, and you know I don't have any children now, but you know I would like to be able to really get this ball rolling so that I can reap the benefits of my hard work. I've been working very, very, extremely hard since like 17 years old. You know I. I I didn't have the best cards dealt with me for life. I just kind of played the hand how I was supposed to play it. Um, but, you know, you get exhausted and you get tired. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, God, man, when is my time to really win? When can I sit back and relax? Like, especially for us black women, like, I think a lot of times we don't talk about it because we're meant to be so strong. And I know mm-hmm. me being a strong woman, I don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't talk about it at all. But 
it's very exhausting and it's very tiring. Right. Um, and sometimes you, you want to rest and you want to just reap the benefits of your hard work. Mm-hmm. So in five years, I'm going to do what I can and I'm going to work my hardest so that I can sit back and relax and at least enjoy the moment. I think yeah. I've always, you know, um, always been on the struggling side of money just because of what I, I decided to pursue. Now, I took that sacrifice because mm-hmm. I wanted to pursue a dream. So I'll take that. But at the end of the day, you know, it has to come to a point where you do get the victory. So that's what I'm looking forward to in five years. I'm looking forward to a victory. I also see myself acting um, in movies. I'm getting started back up with that and acting again because that's how I kind of came in this game. Okay, so tell me about that. I didn't know that you used to do acting. Yeah, um, I moved to Atlanta. And the reason why I started acting was for this talk show. I I was like, um, I don't know how to get in the entertainment industry, but I know acting is heavy here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So how about if you just find your way on set and you talk to the GOATs? They can kind of help you. Exactly. But okay. so that's what I did. My first set, I would never forget. I would never forget this day. I drove to Atlanta, uh, kind of how I drove to LA, mm-hmm. but this time I was with my ex and we 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 was trying to figure it out. Um, I had auditioned for the Falcons cheerleading team because I used okay. to be a heavy dancer and cheerleader. Um, didn't make the team. Was pissed off. I hate losing. I'm very competitive, so I'm like, what the frick. But then, you know, God has his way of turning things. So I was like, well, now I'm in Atlanta and I'm not going to be on his team. All right. I still got to like, you know, focus on why I came here. Mm -hmm. So I remember um, it was Tyler Perry, Love Thy Neighbor, which was a small set. It was like they only needed five extras. And they were like, yo, send your selfie. And I saw like, you know, Southern casting. So I submitted the selfie and they were like, hey, we want you to come in. We want you to be on set. Girl, I thought I made it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I done moved to Atlanta, and now I'm on set with Tyler Perry. I made it. You know, couldn't nobody tell me nothing. So I um, so I went on set, and, you know, I'm looking around. I'm like, man, I can't believe it. Like, yo, I'm really here. This was one of, this is my first, this is how I knew right here. This was God's first confirmation to me ever that you're going to be somebody. I will never forget this day. So we sitting back and, and love thy neighbor. Uh, you know, he's shooting, and, you know, they're quiet on the set. Five-second countdown, and, you know, we're just in the background pantomiming doing this. Acting like we eating. So that's all we could do. You can't talk. And they were kind of like trying to scare us. Like, if Tyler Perry don't look at you, don't look at him. Don't talk. They were trying to do all of that. But, you know, I'm not that type of person. I'm just like, look. You know what I mean? Like, my best part about myself is my personality. Mm-hmm. So if you stop me from talking, yeah. it's not going to work. <laughs> so I remember me like just, you know, acting like I'm eating. And he was just like, oh, everybody stopped the set. So everybody looks up like, you know, why is he cutting the set? And he was like, you. And he pointed to me. And I'm like guess and he was just like you know you're stealing all the attention from my actresses I would never forget this and I was like huh he was like so I'm gonna move you from the back but I'm gonna move you right here Mm -hmm. and it was the front where his actors and actresses were um, acting Mm -hmm. so he was just like I just want you to stand here Mm -hmm. and I was just like okay so now I'm just gonna stand here as an actor he was like yeah I'm gonna give you a phone you're gonna be talking on the phone but Mm -hmm. you're gonna stand right here and so he put me in the front and that's all that came from that I didn't get no lines no nothing but for me personally, it was confirmation that even when you're quiet, God is going to take you from the back and put you in the front. Because yeah. I wasn't doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's all he needed to tell me was like, hey, what's your name? Hey, you're stealing too much attention. I'm going to put you right here in the front. Mm-hmm. It's all he needed. When I left there, I was like, oh, you got this. Yeah. You're going to do it. You know? Oh, so, girl. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's how I kind of started acting. And then from there, I just started bouncing on different sets. Man, and my set, it was so, girl, I I got stories for days. I could go on and on. <laughs> it was in Barbershop 3. 
Um, so that set okay. was popping. You know, got to be able to meet Common and Nicki Minaj. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's the one with Nicki Minaj, uh-huh, right? Girl, yeah. she was such a diva. I love it. She I'm was a such a diva. Oh <laughs> my god! But it was like it was it was so good to see those legends in action. Mm-hmm. Um, just to see, just to feel like to be on set and feel that yeah. stuff around you, even though you coming in as nobody to you, you're like nah. And you know what I mean? You're in like different things. You're in acting, talk. Girl, one time and I honestly, did. I think that's gonna work out really good for you, your taco show. Oh, thank I you. I can really see you doing that. Thank you yes. so much. Um, it's crazy because in Atlanta, the best set mm-hmm. ever was Sleepless, Jamie Foxx, okay. Gabrielle Union, Ti. Okay. And I saw Jamie, which is which is crazy. I tell the story all the time because mm-hmm. because I've done so much, and a lot of people don't know because they might be meeting me new. So they only know like me for LA TMZ. They don't know how much hard work and grind I did mm-hmm. before I even got here. Right. And I remember doing Sleepless with Jamie Foxx and I have a friend. His name is Jay Young. Y'all, yeah, if you don't know him, you need to get to know him. He's the next big thing. Okay. And he was a rapper at the time doing the same thing as I was doing, just jumping on different sets. Mm-hmm. And he kept going to Jamie Foxx. Like he maybe went, we had to shoot that scene for three weeks straight. Okay. He was like, yo, um, check my music out. Check my music out. She keep telling Jamie this every day. So at the end, the last day, Jamie Foxx was like, you know what? You keep saying it. All right, I want to hear your music. Mm-hmm. So he gave him his CD, um, no, USB. Jamie Foxx listened to it right there on spot, called his manager from the back. The manager came from the back and was like, oh, you're kind of hot. Jamie Foxx came back out and was like, I want you to perform this on set. Now, this is a nobody, an extra that mm-hmm. nobody knows. He performs it on set. He kills it, rips it. Jamie was like... Yo, this is how I knew. I was like, yo, dreams are really made true. He told Jay Young, he was like, yo, you killed this performance on spot. I'm going to take you out to L.A. Mm-hmm. This was five years ago. Five okay. years ago, right? So Jamie Foxx was like, I'm going to take you out to L.A. So I'm on Instagram scrolling. Now I'm seeing my friend like in mansions with Jamie, Latoya looking. So I'm like, yo, you really made it. Mm-hmm. Long story short, it was crazy. So a year later, I'm still in Atlanta now. Mm-hmm. Um, a Tupac movie come out. Okay. Um, and I did some like modeling gear for Thug Life for the okay. Outlaws, which was Tupac's group. Mm-hmm. Is that so? Thug, you said Thug Life or mm-hmm. Thug Ave? No, Thug Life. Oh, okay. So, okay. Out, so the Outlaws was uh, Pac's group that okay. he brought onto the scene. Okay. And some of them were, you know, still in Atlanta, okay, and they I saw like me like debating Tupac. about Pac, and it was just like, "Yo, can you come model this stuff?" I'm like, "If it deals with Tupac, I'm gonna do it." Tupac's my favorite greatest rapper of all time. Okay. <laughs> Me some Tupac. Okay. Tupac anything. I'm okay. Pac anything. Yes. So I did that, and he was like, so when he saw me, he saw my ex who came with me, and he was like, hey, he looks like Tupac's best friend. Mm-hmm. Can he audition for the role Gaddafi? So okay. we like, all right. So do I? My ex had dreads at the time, so I'm trying to braid him. Like, yo, like this is crazy. Mm-hmm. So we end up going on set for the Pac movie, and I saw my friend oh, Jay Young. That's so and I'm dope. like, Jay Young has been a year since Jamie took you out of LA. Like, how you doing? How's life? Yeah. And he was like, remember when Jamie was like, yo, the Pac movie's coming out? Mm-hmm. He was like, well, I'm playing the role Fatal. So what's crazy was Jamie literally because my friend took that opportunity. This is where. It's serious because nothing's more expensive than a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad Jay Young did what he did. People were hating him. People were calling him unprofessional. You're not supposed to do this on set. He didn't care. He had one goal and he completed that. And because he did that, 
he was able to not only play Fatal in the Pop movie, which is a year later. Mm-hmm. A year later, when I moved to LA, here now, I audit. I went to a BT open casting call for acting audition. Okay. I saw Jay Young again. This is my last time seeing him before we actually really reconnected. I'm like, yo, like, how's it doing? Like, you know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. you, you really like blow, blown up since we were extras. Yeah. And he was like, yes, I'm about to drop um, my first album. He's like, yo, I want you to come to the album release, girl. The album release is at Jamie Foxx's house because Jamie Foxx executive produced this album. <laughs> and it went from that moment I knew, I said, yo, the grind is real. Because he took that opportunity as a nobody, mm-hmm. he's now Jamie Foxx's mentee and was able to produce an album. You know what I'm saying? Executive produced by Jamie Foxx. You don't really hear stories like that about people's come-ups, and I, right. I believe that God put me there at all these times so uh-huh. I can see it unfold. So he's yes. like, just telling me, like, yo, stay on track because with your focus, these things happen for you. Scully and Day Girls. Scully and Day Girls. Number one. Number one. Unsigned artist debuters. Worldwide. Period. Oh. Dash Radio. Discover. I know this bad girl, she got an attitude She'll wreck your whole world, pray she ain't mad at you Cold as a winter's night, hotter than mid-July But I'd still give it all to have her by my side And I've been trying to tell you, but I can't get your ear I see you're scared, but baby, I don't need a fear Cause I'll come running for you, I think you know it too But tell me what should I do when I fall for you Oh yeah I fall for you Oh yeah, yeah uh, And I can't step No, I can't move No matter what I do I'm tripping over you And I can't sleep No, I can't eat, it's true So tell me what should I do When I fall Tough out and buy no skin But sweet like baby race And if she let you in You finna sleep for days And when she kissing that There's venom in a bite It works like nicotine Shit, I want it every night But I ain't that about it Don't think I'll ever be I feel it in my veins Swimming inside of me You know I'm talking about you Don't need to play it cool Just tell me what should I do When I fall for you Oh yeah when I fall for you Oh yeah, yeah mm. And I can't step, no I can't move No matter what I do, I'm tripping over you And I can't sleep, and I can't eat, it's true So tell me what should I do when I fall for you Girls. Wait. 
Dancing in love, dancing this way, and we are on a mission to choose threats of my life with a vixen. No way you're spending tonight solo. Get your keys, gonna keep this in talking to other people you always take away and you learn something Mm -hmm. going home i think the my biggest interview that had the greatest impact on me Mm -hmm. i would definitely say um hmm, i would definitely say freeway ricky ross okay um if anybody knows you know everybody should know him big la drug trafficker back in the day definitely thousands of movies about him I interviewed him in Atlanta and that was big for me one just because it's like first of all you did a lot (laughs) and your name rings bells so they even be on my microphone not saying I was honored because I get it It was like gang gang bang bang Mm -hmm. it was just the point that your name rings bells and you're willing to talk to me Mm -hmm. Um, but we talked about some deep stuff about how he even was led into that type of light and you know he was a victim of systemic oppression and he he was a great tennis player and he just wanted to play tennis right. but he couldn't read and the teachers didn't care that he wanted to read so he found himself selling drugs i need to make money they won't give me this scholar i'm a great tennis player they won't get me into college and that to me right there like it broke my heart because it's like here you are mm-hmm. you're just trying to you're just trying to win trying to, make it. trying to make it trying to make it out of you know inglewood and you couldn't so you went to survive you found something that you can survive and just have money and that's what people just don't understand they don't understand the no, drug dealers you know what i mean yeah. like not they're not bad people they're just trying to survive to make it literally they want to survive and it's kind of like the, the concept you know i took a different approach but kind of like the concept i told you before i was like when i look around and people had things i didn't have it i was just like well how can i get it because me not having it is not an option because that's not fair 
You know what I mean? So if I just played the hand I was dealt with, I wouldn't have anything. You know, that's what happens when you grow up in poverty. Man, I, I grew man, I lived in barbershops before. You know what I'm saying? Where there was no tub, no sink. We boiled water. We opened up the oven. And even prior to that, like my biological parents didn't even raise me. I come from a, a, a crazy kind of background, to okay. be honest. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like when I when I take all those things in attack, it's just like, dang, like God really blessed you to always have a great mind and have great people around you because if I would have settled for the cards I was dealt with, I wouldn't be here. I'm telling you that right now because my trajectory was get whatever local job. If you can get a local job, be pregnant before 17. You get what I'm saying? Find your way. Be living off of welfare and work for the rest of your life. That That is what the cards originally should have said for me. Mm-hmm. But that's what they were saying. You know what I'm saying? It was very, it was extremely hard for me to even graduate college. Like, extreme, like I didn't, I didn't buy a textbook in college because I couldn't afford it. Don't ask me how my grades are great. You know what I'm saying? I had to do the most to make sure that I stayed on top of my game. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as borrowing books, mm-hmm. reading ahead of time, reading ahead, ahead of the class. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just like, stuff like that always resonates with me. The first time I tried to enter college, I was turned away because I didn't have enough money. My parents couldn't co-sign. Didn't have good credit. So the first time I was ever turned away. People don't have no, they don't have any reason. They don't have no, and this is why I hate systemic oppression. Because it's like poverty's man-made. Because what do you say to that child? See, I have a different type of fight in me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where I was like, okay, well, what can you do? Okay, work at McDonald's. Like, this is literally my plan. Yeah. So it's like, just work at McDonald's, go to county school. Take that refund money. And that refund money that you get, invest in your first semester. All you got to do is make it through one semester at a four-year college, and you can figure it out. That's exactly what I did. So I went home, worked at McDonald's, you know what I'm saying? Took that money mm-hmm. that I made, the, the uh, refund money, and the money I made, mm-hmm. put myself through one year. I mean, not one year, one semester. Okay. And I was like, okay, how in the world are you going to get through the next semester? I had this conversation with myself every semester. Every semester. That was very stressful as a, as a college student to have to sit here every semester. Okay, how are you going to make it work? Coming. Yeah, how are you going to be able to get through this part? So you're not even able to have fun the way you should have fun or experience because you're just trying to survive. You know what I mean? Then I figured out, okay, you keep your grades up. You become an RA. They pay for your housing. That's what I did. You know what I mean? So then they pay for my housing. So now they got me through two semesters. I'm like, okay. Then it was just like, okay, well, how, can you, how are you going to eat? Because you can't afford the meal plan. But this is, this is the reason why I tell people you can I can teach them the tangibles of being successful because I've done this over and over again with no money. So at the time, the lunch ladies, they I've always spoke to everybody. I was all I've always been kind. So after that one semester when I couldn't afford the meal plan, the next semester, mm-hmm. they were like, "You can just come here for free." I ate for free for four years straight because wow. they just liked who I was. That person, you always come in here, you always speak. Mm-hmm. Just come in. Okay. Ate four years for free. Didn't pay for my house in four years. RAs, they paid you $50 every two weeks. The hours was, was crazy. You know what I mean? The hours were crazy. So I got $50 every two weeks that I could budget and still have a college life because I was very active. Like I said, I, I cheered. I wanted I wanted to be involved. I didn't just want to exist. I wanted to live. So I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to have to make $50 every two weeks stretch. And every time I got a refund, I would just, the, the little refund check that you get, I would just re-up. Okay. Like, so I would buy my clothes with that you know what I mean and I would buy whatever like I remember the second time I got the refund check I had bought my laptop so I was like okay now you got a laptop and I now I've learned how to survive through college so 
when I walked across the stage, when I walked across with my degree, it wasn't even a, I was not even joyful that I got a degree. That was a sign that I can survive. Because a lot of people didn't know what I was going through. Man, I had holes in, in the bottom of my shoes. No one knew that. I walked with so much confidence, people just didn't know. You know? So it was just like, that's why when I told you I've been, I've been working hard for a very long time. And in five years, I plan on being able to reap the benefits. This is what I'm talking about. Definitely. You know what I mean? I've been, I've been going, I've been going at it. And then every time you want a career change, you set yourself back. So you know, when I came out and graduated college, and I, I, I worked um, on a campaign for a government, uh, governor, Senator Cooper at the time. Okay. I got paid good money, but then I took myself out the game because I said, "Hey, I want my own talk show." So then I went back to being broke again. Okay. So I've, I, I've been doing this for, I did it for a very long time of just trying to figure it out. And this is just, I'm going to tie back into like why that interview was so serious to me because it was like, dang, you know what I'm saying? All you wanted to do is to survive. Mm-hmm. And I feel you. Yeah, I never sold drugs before. Yeah, I would never do that because I love my freedom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? However, I feel you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. So that's what I plan on changing in this game, man. Poverty is real and it takes people out. You know what no, I mean? for real. And I wish that for you. I definitely wish your success. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's, 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 it's a lot. You know, this industry, it, it can, you know, eat you up and spit you back out mm-hmm. and have no remorse for it. So, you know, this is just me encouraging you. Just, you know, stay strong and, and stay you. stay dedicated and stay committed. And even when it looks like there ain't no way out, there's always a way. You know what I mean? Like, even when it looks like I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And I, I've had so many moments like that where I'm like, God, I just need you to help me because... I am lost, and he's just like, I'm going to throw something your way. Okay. So, your girl, just stay in it, you know, and you're doing a really great job, and you're doing it young, and, you know, just just stay in it. Just stick with it. It's going to it's gonna work out in your favor. Thank the only you. people that it don't work out for is the ones that quit. Thank That's you. It. You know what? Sometimes I get caught up, and, you know, I have to be doing this by a certain age and it's not planned in the way it's supposed to be or how I was told it was supposed to be. And sometimes you get caught up in that. Yeah. And you really don't think you're doing things right mm-hmm. or you move in the right way and you kind of either stop or shift yourself from right. going. But you just got to keep going. Absolutely, really. girl. That's all you got to do, man. You stay focused. Yes. You stay focused. Those people who built in their 20s are reaping the benefits. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, you hear, you heard it here on the Caliente Show. Yes, y'all did. Yes. <laughs> so let them know where they can find you, Shy. Yes, Shy said so. You can follow me on Instagram, Shy said so on everything, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. What's up? You know what I'm saying? I don't pump gas, capiche. I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> but if y'all need anything, hit me up. I'm glad that y'all is listening. I'm glad that y'all are staying tuned. And yeah, let's get it. On the iHeartRadio app, Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, and more. Hey, what's up? This is Chuck here, the mighty public enemy. What up, y'all? This is J. Cole. What's up? It's Herb. Yo, this is 24K Golden. Making the failure. What do you do? It's your boy, the baby. What up? It's your boy, Lil Dirk. Yeah. Playing only the best music in the world. This is Dash Radio. Your number one radio station.
some green eyes and long hair. She just took my heart and she did not care. She just wanna throw my love in the air. She just wanna throw my love in the air. Sweeter than a mommy. What in the tsunami? In the dirt like a mummy. So I just probably never got some green eyes and long hair. She just took my heart and she did not care. She just wanna throw my love in the air. She just wanna throw my love in the air. Sweeter than a mummy. What in the tsunami? In the dirt like a mummy. So in the minutes probably say hold up. Got the past to get colder. Got the facts and you broken. Playing games with no tokens. We are not the same, no love. I'ma hire Blaine's Corson. Shake your ass with them posts, yeah. Guess the morals went coarser. Said hold up. Had you open, yeah, left your soap and your clothes, huh? You rolling. On my bed, you been dropping heavy. That knowledge had me so woken. Fear the words that she often didn't speak, always leaving me cold, yeah. Feel I'm losing her, but them niggas just can't compare to me. Never got some green eyes and long hair. She just took my heart and she did not care. She just wanna throw my love in the air. She just wanna throw my love in the air. Sweeter than a mommy. What in the tsunami? Listening to the Galenta Girls. <laughs> 